For the families of Oxford, it turns a page, it closes a chapter, uh, and it was gut-wrenching testimony that we heard. But in the end, the shooter got what he asked for, full responsibility and full accountability as Judge Kwame Rowe gave him life without parole. Uh, We're joined by the Oakland County prosecutor, Karen McDonald, and I know technically it, it is a victory for the prosecution you got the sentence you were seeking, but I, I'm sure there is no sense of, of victory that comes with this, Karen. Good morning. Uh, no, there there isn't. There wasn't a celebration. Um, it's it, it. We really don't approach these things like a win or a loss. Um, I, I think the most meaningful thing that occurred on Friday was the ability to give voices to representing hundreds of victims um, on that day. And yes, it, it was some of the most gut-wrenching testimony I've ever heard. Uh, prosecutor, when Ethan Crumbly spoke, he, he took full accountability and said it was only him that did this. What does this mean for his parents' case, or if anything? Parents' case, but I... Um, I will say that his statements based on my interactions and and communications with the victims after didn't really give them much peace. So um, I, I really, as much as that sentence was what we asked for, which was, you know, a, a complicated, hard decision to make that we made you know, after many months of fact-finding and all the information possible, um, you know, of course, we're, we're pleased that, that the court um, also agreed with, with what we asked him to do. And, and I think, you know, I was impressed with his thoughtfulness. Um, that day really, for, for my team, really was about the victims. And not just the, the victims who lost children in that school that day or were injured, but all of those students, because of the terrorism charge, had an ability to speak for the first time in the country in a school shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there was a terrorism conviction. And, you know, I think we've lost, uh, we've lost sight about how important that is. Because if you listen to all of those kids who got up there and, you know, they, they, they won't recover. And there, there aren't any physical injur- injuries to, to show where, how they've been injured, but the data also supports that as well. You know, we, we the, the staggering number of students who have been in schools where there was an active shooter uh, and the, the trauma that they carry forward for the rest of their lives, it's time that as a, as a county and a state and a country, we pay attention to that. You say you were impressed with his thoughtfulness. Do you think that regret that he expressed in his repentance, do you think that that was genuine? I was not impressed with the shooter's thoughtfulness. I want to make it really clear. Okay. I was referring to the judge. The judge's thoughtfulness. Um, I, I, I yes. apologize. Yes. I want to make that very clear. Um, I, I'm not impressed with anything the shooter has done. And, and my opinion about the case and what was in the best interest of everybody um, did not change based on anything he said. Um, the judge, I think, though, sat through all of the testimony in the Miller hearing, which was also just 
very heavy and, and gut wrenching, um, but also stayed completely focused on, on those victims. And when he read his opinion, it was very clear that he, he spent a lot of time looking at, at, at all of the facts in the case. And, um, you know, listen, nobody is going to, to take away any of the pain and trauma. It's impossible. We, we do as much as we can, but, but part people who've been doing this for a long time will tell you, mm-hmm. even in terrible homicide cases, when you achieve this result that you know is the right thing, and, and that's what victims want to seek justice, there isn't this overwhelming um, experience of gratitude and peace after. There just isn't because it's, the bottom line is they're still going home and they don't have their kids mm-hmm. right. or they're still walking out of there and they still have those injuries. So I never, ever allow myself or anyone around me to lose sight of the fact that we are not we are not fixing things. We are not making their pain go away, but to be seen and to be heard and to know that is complicated and difficult as it is, the justice system did the right thing. Even though no one wants to see a juvenile sentenced to life without parole, I, no one really wants to say um, that human beings can't be rehabilitated, but there was just more than that, than just that consideration. Right. And you just can't ignore it when you sit and you listen to, to those stories, which you know we've been listening to for two years. Um, and it, it's, it's also fascinating how how everyone's journey is different. Um, kids that we spoke to a year ago uh, showed up and had different things to say because trauma doesn't look the same for everyone. Uh, Prosecutor McDonald, the parents' trials begin in January. Is that correct? That's correct. And do you believe that, not, I won't say successful, but there will be convictions there? You know, I'm, if there's a there's a gag order in place. I'm not allowed to, um, okay. in which I think is the right thing. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, in every case we charge, um, we do not charge cases that we or or prosecute cases um, that that we think for any reason other than we believe there's probable cause. Um, and so I'll just leave it at that. Aaron McDonald, uh, I think all of us that listen to those parents and the kids testify just hope that they can find peace. They're going to need help to do that if it is even within the, this, the realm of possibility. Are they getting the resources that they need to to get the help they need? Well, you know, that's a great question. I Something I did not consider in any of the decisions about charging is, you know, what the implications of charging terrorism um, would would reveal, which is because it was a terrorism charge, we had the ability to um, connect with the Department of Justice and receive a lot of funding for all of these victims uh, that uh, we otherwise would not have. There's a resiliency center in Oxford. There is so much outreach. Every single victim that I've talked to in two years, if they have a need, whatever it is that has not been addressed, the very first thing I do is connect our victim advocate office and also anyone anyone outside that I know um, so that we can provide those those services and some of it is intense therapy and and sometimes it's it's things you know it's it's monetary in nature I mean 
there was a whole lot of things that had to occur to make that happen on Friday. Right. Um, and it's something that we've never done before. It's something that I don't think it's done, been done in the state before. Um, uh, with the exception of the Larry Nassar prosecution, dealing with that many victims. No, and if, I mean, but what we did see uh, was incredible courage and incredible resiliency and a level of love of their children, even though they are no longer with them, and and it's and also care for the community. Uh, Karen McDonald, um, thanks so much for speaking. I know that you're restricted to some degree, but um, thanks for sharing your thoughts on all of this. You're very welcome. All right. Karen McDonald, Oakland County Prosecutor. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. I'll talk.